Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. Yeah, it's Cinco de Septo. It's time once again from the uh, left-hand shoulder of Gitmo Nation. This is no agenda. <laughs> hey, everybody, coming to you from the uh, somewhat covert location in San Francisco, California. I'm Adam Curry. And from a, a very warm northern Silicon Valley, the place that doesn't exist but does heat up, I'm John C. Dvorak. I don't have my fader box with me, so I had to do it with the mouse. Oh, a mouse. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, with the trackpad, even worse. There's nothing worse than trying to hit a fader with a trackpad. It just doesn't work. Where's the fader? It's on the software. No, I mean, where's the uh, little, you have the uh, hardware to do this. Yeah, where, where I, I brought the wrong box. Can you believe it? I have two. Uh, yeah, that's stupid. You know, the way I, when I travel, I use a checklist. <laughs> Unlike when you prepare for this show, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's because I got sick and tired. I traveled enough. I got sick and tired of like showing up someplace and realizing I didn't even, wasn't even wearing a belt. What's what's on your checklist? Is it literally down to how many socks and uh, and you multiply no, no, by days? The, no, I don't have the amounts, but the checklist has all kinds of stuff on it, and it's like get your checklist, you know, man. Let's see your let's hear your checklist. Well, let me go get it. Hang on a second. <laughs> I used to do these. Uh, you know, you're a pilot. I think I would think that you just do them. <sighs> no, man. I'm an airman, not a pilot. There's a big an difference. Airman. Yeah, we, we don't we, <laughs> we don't mess around, dude. An airman. You, so you don't use a checklist? No, an, an airman has the checklist in his head. Oh, brother. <laughs> well, now that you mention I guess I, now I know why your wife won't fly with you. <laughs> okay, travel. This is my, my ultimate uh, ultimate travel checklist. checklist. It's we, very long. I mean, I've, I'll read part of well, it. Well, just though. do some highlights. Flight, boarding pass or confirmation number ticket, confirmation number hotels, confirmation number car rental, map of area, address of hotel, itinerary contact names and phone numbers, biz cards, antacids, appointment schedule. <laughs> antacids? No anti-diarrheals? No, no, I, I, have, I usually carry some antacids usually in my pocket because when uh, on takeoff, usually on landing, because of the change in the air pressure, I, I usually get a heartburn on landing, so I yeah. boom. Yeah, no, that's very typical, by the way. Yes, and yeah. so I have so I have to put it on the checklist because I would yeah. be like, oh geez, I don't have any. Oh, ass. oh my, oh my stomach's killing me. Okay, uh, underwear, socks, t-shirt for sleeping, extra shirt, suit, comb, electric toothbrush, toothpaste, floss, razor. Hey, wait, a minute, hey, wait a minute, as opposed to the analog toothbrush. Good point. Uh, razor blades, black tie. I always have to. I, I, one got, of the you gotta, tips. you gotta have your black tie. You gotta have if you're a woman. You gotta you gotta have your little black fuck me dress, and if you're a guy, you gotta have black tie. It's standard issue. Uh, and I'm talking about a long tie, and you and you can get these by the way almost everywhere. But a black tie, in other words, a regular tie, like the one I was wearing last night, John. Yeah, yeah. that's black. Goes with everything, and mm -hmm. so you should always. So if you forget anything, like if you want to bring a special tie to look good. So should the checklist fail, then the checklist actually has a backup built into it. Is what you're saying. Right. <laughs> so uh, logical. <laughs> goes on and on. Now, you Power know, adapters. You know what I do? No, no. So, so you know me. I, I have a huge bag that I schlep around with me, right? Yeah. That's where I, I don't even have a checklist. I have the bag. I just know if I grab the bag. Yeah, you never, you never unpack the bag. No, of course not, because everything I need is in there. It's a MacGyver bag. If that's true, how come you forgot your fader buttons? I brought my electric toothbrush. 
That's not the that's not the answer to the question. <laughs> that was a um uh, unfortuitous uh, happenstance. Yeah, well, I was just saying, if you had a checklist that went on and on. Yeah. By the way, here's some other cool stuff in there. Uh, like uh, cold weather, got spikes for ice. You know, these things shoes. What? You know, these things you wrap on your shoes and you can walk, you can actually oh, run on ice. ice. spikes. You take those on, that's on your checklist? It's on the checklist for cold weather. It's a special subcategory. Yeah. <laughs> A special subcategory. Yeah, well, you, you all forget them. Gaffer's tape is on the checklist. <laughs> because in case you break your arm or, uh, you know, because gaffer tape can fix anything. Gaffer's tape is very <laughs> handy and it's really useful. It's the cat's meow. And what I do with the gaffer's tape is I actually take a number of strips of it and put it on the suitcase itself. Oh, you're one of those people? Yeah. Oh, that, I don't like that. What's wrong with that? Uh, it looks lame. You can't tell. It's a black suitcase. You won't even know the gaffer's tape is on there. So why do you put it on? Because I don't want to have a roll of gaffer's tape clogging up the suitcase. I, I pack very light. Wait, 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 hold on a second. You put the, you wrap it around the handle? No, no. It's it's across the back of the suitcase and at the bottom. Just a big piece of it, a couple pieces about. Oh, you, you don't take you don't take a roll. No, God, no. Oh, too much. No. Uh, I think I have a roll of gaffer tape with me. You know in. I had that bag with me. Someone said, ah, oh, shit, man, the wireless mic crapped out. Oh, no problem. I have one in my bag. Anyway, then, I, then another subcategory is processes. So I did this. By the way, this checklist is mostly just it doesn't take it takes like an extra two minutes out of my day to go through the list. But I always wonder, as well, oh, geez, I forgot that. Um, and one of the then on the, on the processes is st- stuff like set the lights, feed the dog, water the plants, throw out the garbage. Oh, you, you have a process list. So stuff you have to do before you leave. Yeah. Mm. And then one of the things, there's a couple of things. One, actually visibly look to make sure that my driver's license is on me. Cause I actually and still went, valid. I, no, I don't, well, I went to the airport once and there was no driver's license. It was a disaster because yeah, I stuffed you, you it in my pocket. You can't ID yourself and you can't right. go anywhere. Yeah, heaven forbid in this Nazi state. Yeah, I, so, uh, I, uh, I bought some, uh, some uh, medication the other day at the pharmacy. And they and I had to show my ID, and they registered it, and then I had to sign a waiver and agree that I wouldn't make drugs out of it because you know I guess the uh, the active ingredient in a lot of this decongestant stuff is what they use for crystal meth. Yeah, and it was like whoa. Um. Anyway, and that's the, you know just check the stove stuff like that. But anyway, it was not a bad thing to ha- to 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 do because occasionally you know there's nothing worse than walking out of the house, driving down the street, and saying, "Did I?" Wait a minute, oh, I was shit. cooking this morning. Did I, did I leave, the leave, the did I leave the stove on? Yeah. I leave the stove on simmer, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Did yeah. I turn off, I also turn off the Wi-Fi? I got to make, you know, do that. I, I think you should publish this list. I think that's very handy for people who want a baseline, who want to travel in style, like the international man of mystery, John C. Dvorak. Yeah, I could. I think that would be a good uh, idea. There's, there's very little. There's a couple things that are individual to me, but for the most part, I could just uh, publish this thing. So, uh... Dude, a lot of wacky stuff going on. I, I've done uh, very little. Pro- so a couple things, some uh, programming notes. Uh, we're not streaming this live. Uh, the hotel, uh, I don't know, something's messed up, but we had to get the show going. So um, should we just stream it live? So I stream it after the fact? Yeah, why don't you do that? Okay. I'll do that. That gives people that like to listen to it early before it gets onto the yeah. uh, network. They can listen to it. Uh, it'll be very close. 
because you know the one thing is it's really crazy this the hotel and it really depends on what time of course you're on the network because you know it gets overloaded i guess at, at peak times of the day uh but the upload speed sometimes is like you know like 10 megabit upload speed all of a sudden. I was I published the show the other day. It was up in 30 seconds. I was like, whoa, I've never witnessed that. That was cool. Wow. Imagine how much time and, and energy and how much the economy would actually improve just by the time savings of more bandwidth for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you no, really, I agree. It's yeah, because you sit there waiting, waiting, I mean, it, waiting. You wait for everything all day long, and we're such slaves to the waiting. I know it should be a top priority of Obama. I think it is. So I'm watching the, some news show, and they're showing Obama giving a speech. He, I didn't hear the speech, but they just showed him. I, I've never seen this before. I mean, this guy's the president. But he's standing behind a podium, a bunch of flags behind him. The, the podium does not have the presidential seal. And oh. I'm trying to decide whether this is an old clip or not. Uh -huh. It doesn't have the presidential seal. The podium's got a sign in front of him with the Obama logo. And then... Keeping America Competitive, written on it, and then www.barackobama.com. Huh? So as he basically get, you know, decided to just do his own thing while being president. Wait, I, I keep getting emails from barackobama.com because uh, I, you know, I signed up, obviously. I signed up for a lot of candidates. And uh, for, are you signed up to the, to the list? You really should sign up. Because it's amazing what you get, you know. And there's all—they're always organizing something. They're always looking for more donations. I'm not quite sure how that works. Can the president continue to take donations while he's president? I guess for his re-election campaign, he can. Why yeah. not? Uh, and it's not even—it's not even clear that it's for his re-election campaign. It's just. Uh, well, maybe it's just to keep these staffers going. Maybe keep BarackObama.com up and running. I just find it peculiar. What was the uh, what was but the message? But you know what? Now that he's doing it, everybody after him is going to do this. Yeah. There's two things. There's two things out there. Every president, you know, every new guy comes along. Like Reagan came along and he did certain things, and you know, he kept the press at bay and did certain kinds of speeches. And everybody now wants to do that. I mean, Bush is the only one who probably never really instituted anything <laughs> original. But anyway, so he comes. So Barack comes along. He has press conferences constantly. He's always on the TV. He's got his own thing going. The BarackObama.com with his own logo instead of the presidential seal. And, I mean, it's just like you have to assume that, you know, this is the new standard. What is he, uh, what is he talking about? Well, I don't know, because they, they, were, they were just showing a clip and talking over it, so I don't know what oh, he was talking okay. about. Okay. But it was obviously something. There was a big breaking news story this week, which I just, MSNBC had the, you know, the equivalent of stop the presses is breaking news that they put on these TV s stations. And in the case of MSNBC, they actually went live <laughs> to uh, Barack Obama and, and Joe no. Biden ordering a hamburger. <laughs> and that was breaking news? <laughs> yeah, it was breaking news on MSNBC, and they had a, a reporter on the spot, and then they had a mic on him. And Barack Obama saying, uh, 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 I'd like to get a cheeseburger and uh, with Does mustard. Any, do you think the mustard? audience actually and, sees the irony of this? And no, uh, no ketchup? And uh, <laughs> no. You, you, have, you, have, you have fries with that? And um, oh no, goodness. no, we got these uh, potato tots. Oh, are they good? Oh. And uh, <laughs> and the two of them go off and eat a hamburger. After hearing all this dialogue, I'm thinking, what are they wasting our time for? What is wrong with these people at MSNBC? Yeah, oh, breaking news! Stop the presses! Barack Obama eats a hamburger. Oh, oh my goodness. 
Yeah, you know, I, I, I've turned on the TV a couple times in these past few weeks, and it's, I can't watch it, John. It's unfreaking watchable. It, it's just one dumb thing after another, and it's so, so stupid. Well, these net, these cable guys are crazy. But that's all that's on. I mean, the networks during the day, there's no, nothing really oh, on. No, it's, night is, it's all drama that I'm totally not interested in. And then you, know, you you switch around, and it's just it looks like every channel is a kind of news channel, or have some breaking news, or a ticker underneath, or and it's just yeah. dumb. <laughs> so the Sorry. so the big breaking news um, was, of course, Elizabeth Edwards going on Oprah, and essentially, uh, you know, give, sell, giving her a sob story about her. Uh, you know, ne'er do well husband uh, who had maybe a baby with this woman while running for president. They brought they brought out a couple of interesting facts. Apparently, everybody in his staff and some, including some people, quit the campaign while he was running for president. Everybody knew this was going on, and you know, and the likelihood. I mean, he could have been president of the United States, and you know, it would have been like unbelievably uh, it would be an unbelievable disaster for the Democrat Party for that to come uh, out. Because, I mean, it was already borderline, and he already apparently, you know, I mean, when he ran for uh, for uh, uh, vice president against Bush, I mean, he's probably a philandering guy then. I mean, it was just, a, you know, one of those guys. But, you know, he was all, he always seemed like a sleazeball to me with that hair. <laughs> you know, it's a stupid-looking haircut, and he would pa- apparently spend a fortune on, on it. And he'd always – and there are a lot of clips on YouTube where he gets all bent out of shape where he's looking in the mirror, and he's or mad at a makeup artist, you know, and he's – Primping himself. Yeah, but he was John, be, be honest, he's he's a member of the elite. You know, this is exactly what these people are all about. They don't care. Show business for ugly people. How many times do I have to say it? Well, it's pretty. Yeah, it's your favorite quote. It's a good quote, by the way. And, but it's it's absolutely. I used to say that to my uncle Don, and he would crack up. <laughs> he's like, "Man, you're horrible. You dropped out of school. You're making ten times more money than I am." <laughs> so, yep, you chose show business for ugly people, uh, Uncle Don. There you go. He did have a cool red phone, though. Red phones are cool. And I picked it up once. <laughs> that, that yeah? Was, yeah. And it, like, I was a kid. You know, I picked it up. It was like, White House operator, how can I help you, Mr. Greg? <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> click, and I hung up. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like that was the right thing to do. Fifteen phones start ringing. <laughs> buzzers start going. <laughs> oh, the yes. good old days. Um, so, um, of course I've been really busy here in, uh, in San Francisco, uh, at the office and, uh, and haven't had a lot of time to prep, but a couple of stories, you know, of course keep lingering and, uh, the, uh, the 747 flyby, this story just gets weirder by the day. Um, I don't know if you caught that, uh, the white, I'm sure you did. The white house, uh, says they will not be releasing the pictures <laughs> of the $300,000 photo op. Why not? Well, uh, it's a matter of national security, of course. I, here's what I think was going on, John. I think that this plane was probably filled with uh, friends and family, groupies, Democratic Party leaders. You know, it was a joyride. And sure, it was a photo op. It was a photo op for all the people on the plane. And hey, man, come on, we'll go, we'll go buzz in New York, dude. Come on, watch me now. Someone was on, it could have been Biden. I can just see Biden sitting on the plane 
with you know it, it's a joyride. And by the way, that's okay because that's how business is done, and I'm totally cool with it. You know, that's a it's a tool. It's a tool of uh, of our commander in chief, our CEO, our chief executive. You know, America yeah, no is a country. There's no businessman who has a yacht and he puts all his you know clients exactly. on the yacht and they go off. I have off, no well, problem whatsoever. I think that is absolutely okay. I think that's a it's a it would be I would be. Honored and privileged if I were uh, asked to fly on this aircraft. It is a symbol of the United States. Blah, 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 blah. But then you can just see Joe Biden, the Don. And you can just see him with all these people like, hey, watch this. <laughs> and just go up to the cockpit and say, hey, boys, let's buzz Manhattan. <laughs> can you loop around the Statue of Liberty <laughs> yeah. before us once? You know, and that's what the F-16 was doing. You know, it's there for protection. It's got to be something like that. Because if the public finds out, because <laughs> the public will not understand what we do understand. You know, it's okay. This is a tool. That's fine. Um, so, the, But this is not transparency. That's the no, thing that, that's the thing the that bugs me the most. You know, it's like, yeah, come yeah. on, man. If, if, if it's no big deal, just say, oh, yeah, all right, you know. Barack Obama was great at apologizing the first 14 days. I'm sorry. I screwed up. I messed up. My administration messed up. My guys didn't do a good job. You know, people appreciate that. Why not now? Don't know. I, I but think the that, transparency I, thing is a, is bogus. It's obvious. Mm. Meanwhile, one of the things going on that's kind of interesting to me, and I caught this, and I have a clip here, which we'll play. Uh, is the Democrats, you know, it's interesting to watch. If you remember like four years ago, people saying, you know, the Democrats are going to be a dead party. They can't do anything right. They're boneheads. You know, the Republicans just beat them in every way they can. And the Republicans were on top of the world. Now the thing is switched over to such an extreme the other way so quickly, which, by the way, the stock market can do that kind of thing, too, by the way. Oh, yeah. So quickly that now, according to a couple of polls, only 20% of Americans will admit to being Republicans. You know, most of the mainstream Republicans are kind of humiliated by the takeover of the party by the extreme nutcases. And then the people that uh, that are actual conservatives, whether they're extreme nutcases or not, call themselves conservatives. They won't call themselves Republicans. And so... One well, of the you, well do you have to? I mean... Is it do you have to what? Do you have to call yourself a Republican if well, you're conservative? In the olden days, at least 40% of the public would say that they're a Democrat or a Republican. Right. But when you have a number so low, there's almost nobody admitting to it. And by the way, for people who are not American citizens, and for many of you who are, there are other parties you can be affiliated with. It is not a two-party system. Just so you know, Google yeah. it. It, it's, it, it's true. it. It's not could, a two-party system. It could system. save the, the world. It's a one-party system. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. John. Skull, my friend. Welcome to the other side. I've always said that. You got it from me. Oh, okay. So anyway, but I think that one of the news stories that's going around is the, is the one based on this clip that I have, if you have it queued up, yeah, which is uh, from the uh, Hardball Show, and I just caught it by accident. Is this Chris Matthews? Yeah. I think I might have seen this. Yeah, this is Chris Matthews talking to this Republican from the 6th District of Indiana, and the people in the 6th District should be ashamed of themselves for electing a guy this stupid. We're going to go all across the country with these energy summits, hear from the American people, and we're going to educate the American yeah. people on a 21st century Republican agenda okay. for the you, environment. You want to educate the American people about science and its relevance today. Do you believe in evolution, sir? Huh. 
Um, I, do I believe in evolution? I love it when people repeat the question, which is so yeah. obvious, like, oh, crap, shit, think, 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 think. That's probably what Miss, what Miss California was thinking. Maybe. Uh, I, I embrace the, uh, the, uh, the view that uh, God created the heavens and the earth and the seas and all that's in them. Right, and but you the, believe in evolution as a way means, he did it. The, the means, Chris, that he used uh, to do that, uh, uh, I can't say, but I do believe you can't, in that well, fundamental do you believe, truth. Did you take biology in school? Did you take science, which is all based on evolutionary belief and assumption? Well, well Chris... Uh, do you believe... Another, the, the reason I'm asking this, I'm no, not no, just no, picking great, a fight. To, I, if I, your party I, I wants to be credible to, on yeah. science, you've got to accept science, do you? Yeah, I always, wanted, I always wanted to play and inherit the wind, but on the global warming issue, I know that in the mainstream See media... See how you're hedging? This is the, why people the, don't the, trust Republicans. In the mainstream media, Chris, there is a denial of the growing skepticism in the scientific community about global warming. Well, but do you look, have a global... Is there a, is there a rising skepticism Chris, about evolution? Wait a minute. Let, let me get this straight. So is this guy saying that the Earth is warming up or not? I don't know what he's saying. He seems to be just a, you know, here's what, there's a basic tenet, I think, at play here. There's a group of Republicans that are brought in by, you know, uh, very conservative Christians that have, and, you know, this is actually a minority of Christians that believe that the earth was, is only 6,000 years old. And they, but they're very noisy about it. And by the way, one of these people is George Gilder, a very famous technology uh, 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 maven who has a newsletter and he's, you know, does, Invest, tells people what stocks to invest in, and by the way, who is adored by John Doerr. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, Gilder is uh, part of this. This some of the reasons this is happening is because Gilder's operation up in the Seattle area. I can't think of the name of it right now, but he just pumps in millions into this, and so this floats around this notion that there was only six thousand years old, and dinosaurs were here, you know, for a few minutes, and I guess we lived with them and petted them and had them as pets, and God knows what. But whatever the case is, a bunch of Republicans. There's way too many Republicans in office that are essentially ideologues, and they, and I think that the a lot of these conservative Christians. Uh, that believe in this, and I still think it's a minority, uh, have taken over the party. And so all Matthews is doing, and it, ha- it happened a long time ago in California. The Republican Party in California has long since been taken over by guys who have a very, they're, they're ideological uh, on a religious basis, very much like the Taliban. They won't give in on any points, and they just assume they don't even want to run people that can win. They want to run people that believe what they believe, and so they can't beat anybody. And that's now the whole party has gone this way, in Texas for sure, in California for sure, and obviously in Indiana with this bonehead. And so we're, in a, we're, we're just at – the only reason Arnold Schwarzenegger even got in is because they – he kind of snuck he, in. Because he was bone in Maria Shriver. No, because he snuck in during a recall election of the yeah, other that's governor, right, that's right, and they did, didn't yeah. have time to organize against him. After that but guy killed was, Chandra Levy. <laughs> just keep saying it <laughs> keep doing this but anyway the point is is that the party generally speaking uh is becoming just a religious party so and, and I, I, I have people nothing that are I lobbyists n- for the republicans and they say you know they're scared to death of this because they know they're never going to get elected again yeah this is very interesting um particularly when you think of the of the concept that it's really a one-party system um perhaps the the real party the party behind the party has just deserted the republican party you know what I mean? And that's why you only have, you know, 20% left over who have a particular view, which they're welcome to have it, obviously. I think it's very interesting you say they're just like the Taliban because, yeah, it sounds to me just as radical. 
You know, and by the way, power to him. Hey, I ain't got nothing against it. I just think if people want to, you know, if the Republican Party wants to get, you know, ever get a president in again or get a, the House and the Senate back, right now they're hoping upon hope that Obama screws up so badly. You know, by the way, they, they had the same hope upon hope when Clinton got in and Clinton just, you know, rode them to the ground for eight years. And if it wasn't for Clinton's own personal foibles, you know, they probably, the Democrats probably would have still been in there. And they obviously, also running a nutcase like Al Gore didn't help. No. But uh, the point is, is that the Democrats could stay in forever if, uh, you know, if the Republicans are going to go in this direction and become, instead of the Republican Party, a religious party. They are the a religious party. So if you vote for them, you're voting for like a specific religion that isn't necessarily what, you know, everybody belongs to. I mean, not everybody is an evangelical Christian type who believes that the earth is, was uh, created 6,000 years years ago and by the way we blog this all the time and there's a new uh, there's a the texas there's a good uh, blog post on how uh, the texas board of education it kind of voted in that you know the earth was you know maybe six thousand years old just and it's on youtube really? it's hilarious but what does that mean so they that's going to be taught in schools or uh, well that's what they want to do i mean it's it's i don't know you gotta listen to this thing yourself and it's, it's kind of they were just doing some they were cutting something out of uh, some of the paper you know some of the you know, I don't know how the Board of Education works, but they have apparently a bunch of doctrines, and they have to change this and that. They were kind of getting, trying to push evolution out. But the point is, is that you have, you know, there's only certain religions that actually believe this 6,000-year thing. And uh, it's not the majority of people, although... Uh, every time they do a poll of the U.S. public now, it turns out that almost half the people in this country don't believe in evolution anymore because it's, you know, this, this, this drumbeat of, no, 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 it's, it's never been proven, uh, has been, you know, it essentially stupefying the <laughs> it, we're stupefying the public. Uh, these guys aren't helping things much. But the problem is when you have a religious party, which is essentially what's happening here, you you know, the religious people don't agree with each other. I mean, the Lutherans don't get along with the no, Methodists no. and the Baptists no, right. have their own way of doing things. They don't even think you should, should drink wine, even though that's in, in the Bible. And, you know, and so you get all these kind of little religious things going on within the group. And that doesn't do anybody any good when we're, all we really want to do is balance the budget, you know, and keep out of trouble. So this does kind of flow into uh, an interesting email that I received from uh, one of our younger producers from Gitmo Nation East, James, who is... Uh, can you turn down your speakers, John? Oh, thank you. It's I, a little early in the show I, to say that. <laughs> yeah, I want people to have a drink early. All right. James uh, is 16 years old, uh, and he's from the UK, and so this uh, relates back to uh, crazy shit our kids are being taught in school. I'll just read this verbatim because it's so beautiful. And uh, and I love the fact that we've got uh, a younger audience tuning in and, and switching on. Uh, hey, Adam and John, today at school in my GCSE chemistry class, so that's your high school uh, equivalency, uh, we were each handed a sheet and asked to use the Internet to research Monsanto to find out about their, quote, better way to make a weed killer and how they are improving farming processes through chemicals. I was shocked at, uh, at this early indoctrination of today's youth, I love this kid, by large cor corporations such as Monsanto. When I raised this point to my friends, I was simply dismissed as a conspiracy theorist. I've managed to... <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> poor kid. I've man I know what you're going to go through, son. 
Uh, <laughs> I managed to convert one of them to listening to No Agenda, and I hope more will follow suit shortly. I just thought you and John might be interested in Monsanto's penetration into the education system. Thanks, and keep up the excellent podcasting essential that is No Agenda in the morning. So, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's marketing. I've been in Monsanto should be, if I was in Monsanto's marketing team, I would, and I could get, and I could actually manage to do this. Do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd be uh-huh. all over it. Isn't that just outrageous, though? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Well, it's, it's, what's outrageous is the teacher. Yeah. I mean, is it, is it part of the syllabus, though? That's what I want to know. Or the teacher just say, oh, well, you know, this is, you know, they must have been marketed. Yeah. There's probably well, some know, folder or some flyer in the teacher's lounge. Yeah, or that, or they gave him a free, you know, a goodie bag and, you know, mm-hmm. a T-shirt and some stuff. <laughs> some flatware. <laughs> flatware. We really need to get our uh, our flatware The flatware, we got to get, yeah, yeah, we do, as a matter of fact. This is no good. So I got a note from uh, David Koss, who donated the 1776 that we... Ah, yes, we were, uh, which was the well, Actually, it was 1976, I'm sorry. Yeah, the bicentennial. The nineteen seventy-six. You said was a was a two hundred year anniversary of seventeen seventy-six, right? Which it was. That may have been not been the right. That's what, no, his intention was the following. The first meaning for nineteen seventy-six is for Adam. It's the year of the original swine flu outbreak. Ah, of course. Now that I should have known. You should have actually. Yeah. And uh, but the second one he says was for me. It uh, turns out that 1976 was the year, or the general consensus is that Mandelbrot began working on his Mandelbrot set of fractals. In uh-huh. and that kitties is what we call a fractal. <laughs> fractal. <laughs> All right, so that's I, you know <laughs> these people would design these things. It's unbelievable. So. Uh, so let's go over a couple of guys we should mention this week while we're here. And oh, really? You want to do it this early? Okay, that's cool. Well, at the end, we should probably remind people that they should, we, we, you know, the donations kind of fell off last week because we didn't hound them enough. And so we probably have to do it twice. But and maybe we, maybe we have to explain that, you know, there's a reason behind all this. For instance, you know, we spent an exorbitant amount of money last night to uh, review the Four Seasons restaurant. Right, and that costs, and it does cost money. I mean, oh, that, hell know, yeah. And we'd like to make this, a, you know, some, something that actually pays, you know, for itself. And yeah. we need donations to do that. And we're not going to do advertising. No. Okay, so uh, Chris Clark uh, and John Matthews both uh, gave us fifty dollars last week, and uh, John Cosimano and Lawrence, uh, uh, is it Polk or Folk? No, I'm going to have to look it up. I may have to read. What did you, it's it. written on a piece of paper or something? I wrote it down, yeah, but I, my, my P looks like it could be an R or an F. So it could be, it's Lawrence, either Rolk, Polk, my, or Folk. My P smells of asparagus. And he uh, gave us 100 bucks, which I appreciate. And then I'll, I, I guess I mentioned his name in there with the, my mispronunciations. We got the 1776 guy. We got a 1701. I don't know what that means. Any ideas? 1701. Some guy, Dave uh, Roberts, mm-hmm. sent us six dollars and twenty-four cents about five times in a row. What do you think that is? Six twenty-four. <laughs> is there anything six twenty-four? Is that some, some maybe drug, maybe some drug a, reference? No, no, that's not that I can think of. No, not that I can think of. 
And then somebody who obviously didn't want to get their name mentioned because they wouldn't give the fifty, they didn't get to the fifty dollar level. They but they gave forty eight seventy one. And now are all these um, pre PayPal's vig? Yeah, these are all pre. Yeah, pre the vig. Yeah, the vig. PayPal thing was just how a, much was it for what? Four eight seven one. Any ideas? No. I mean, I'm I'm still catching up to the twenty one twelve, which I got about a hundred emails from. That that you know that's a, a famous Rush song. I believe that's what it is too. Probably the Rush fans have always been so incredibly dedicated and vigorous throughout the years. Right. Even on MTV, I, man, because MTV never played Rush. Never played Rush. If, if there was two things, because they hated Canada. <laughs> there was two things people hated about MTV. We didn't play Rush, and we didn't play New Kids on the Block. <laughs> and the well, thing the was, the New Kids on the Block, it was always number one on Dial MTV, which was the the predecessor to uh, TRL. It was always number one, because of course, you know, the New Kids on the Block were absolutely the shit. Certainly with Marky Mark, you know, they were a cute bunch of kids, and they were doing their little little thing, and MTV refused to play it. Well, I guess, you know, they had their reasons. They thought it was lame. Well, wasn't it? Yeah, but I like giving the people what they want. So uh, apparently the uh, World Health Organization, uh, when the swine flu thing broke out, did you know they made the the, uh, the comment that the all of humanity is at risk? Yeah, now, this is getting weirder because now, of course, um, in the United States, it's been categorized as seasonal flu. And then not only did they say the world population is at risk, but they raised their, their level to five, which means pandemic is imminent. And the next level, apparently the highest is six, which means, hello, you're all effed. Um, and now I'm hearing, well, <laughs> you know, the one that's coming in August, that's going to be the one that's going to kill you. Oh, I haven't heard this. What's this about? Oh, geez. Oh, no. Now they're saying, uh, uh, they're certainly saying it in the United Kingdom, because I've heard this from uh, friends and family, that uh, no, we're, uh, we're lucky. In the UK, only 50, uh, 50 uh, cases of swine flu, and uh, one actually in Wandsworth, which isn't too far from, uh, from where the terrace is. And uh, ah, it's okay. No one's dying. We're all going to be okay. But the one that's coming this fall, the one that's coming at the, <laughs> at the end of the year, that's going to be the big one. That's going to be the one that kills everybody. Literally. You're kidding me. No. So I think this uh, the whole notion of the beta test is right. So what you're seeing now is here's what I predict. It's pretty simple. Everything's in, in high gear. First of all, George Bush was getting massive props on... Maybe, maybe it was Chris, Chris Matthews. I don't know. He was getting massive props because he had stockpiled bill, a couple billion dollars worth of, uh, of Tamiflu. So, oh, all hail the chief. Good job there, hooking your buddy Rumsfeld up before you release the frickin' virus that Tamiflu stops. So what's going to happen now is obvious. Uh, everyone's going to have to be vaccinated. Vaccinated before the big one, which is going to hit in in autumn. And this is going to be... I think one of the biggest debates we'll see this year will be vaccinate or not. Well, you know, it seems to me they have their normal seasonal flu vaccine, which comes out in October. Yeah, but we need a new one. We need we need stocks to go in China. What is this this interim flu? I mean, what are they trying to do? Sell the flu shot twice a year? I mean, what's the point of this? Well, I think it's a marketing scheme. Yeah, it's a marketing they scheme sell for the, the pharmaceuticals. Flu shots twice a year, make twice as much money. Sure. 
Did you see uh, La Ro- La Roche's uh, stock skyrocket? Yeah. I mean, how obvious we does it have seen to that be? Coming, hello. But we were reading the annual reports almost a, a year ago, where they literally said the imminent uh, well, bird flu is what they were talking about. The imminent bird flu is is putting a billion dollars into our pipeline. We're going to be rich next year. Buy now while stocks are low. It, 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 it's not like we're hiding anything. I know, but we didn't buy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the annoying that's, part. Yeah, okay, yeah, exactly. We didn't buy into it. <laughs> you know, that's the problem. Mm. So watch for that come to uh, Gitmo Nation West. I'm, I'm sure the states will uh, will be uh, – that'll be the next uh, the next story about the swine flu. You watch. It'll be – oh, oh, well. And by the way, the CDC, I must have seen – 15 different spokespeople for the CDC. There, and it was almost like they were testing which guy worked the best. You know, so we had kind of like the doctor. We had, you know, what would be a guy in a, in a white coat. He'd be the doctor. Then you'd have the PR guy. And then some woman who's like decked out with fruit salad of metals. I don't know what you get medals for when you work in the CDC, but she had them. You know, it was like a militaristic thing on stage. So that yeah, I think that would be a test. You know, so who's the best? So who's photogenic? Then they do a focus group afterwards, and then yeah. they figure out who the spokesman's going to be. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm reminded when I was in Holland, not to bore people with more Holland stories, but we go to these different restaurants, and one case was obvious. They were practicing. Everybody in the restaurant waited on us because they wanted to practice some English with their new employees. I guess we never had the same wait person twice in a row and it was like 15 people one after another coming up to help us never the same guy it was always someone different huh. you know one of them couldn't speak english at all which was hilarious but and was the food okay well we'll talk about it I, i'm writing a report on the food the food very was good. okay very good so we, had, we had a good meal last night. We ate at uh, Seasons. Well, you know, I, th- I was disappointed overall. Uh, now, Seasons is the four, the the the. the I, it, was probably is- be- it was probably because I was drunk. That's why. Oops, sorry, my mic is crapping out. We we had a lot to drink. Yeah, certainly for uh, for me, you know, Mister Mister well, One Glass, One Shot. Three, yeah, that's true. Three people, and you know, here's a couple of things you should note. Where's my doggy bag? Oh shit! Did you forget it? I know. I was never given. I it. saw. I saw them with it. I saw them pack it. I. I bet you. I bet it? you they put it right next to your chair, and you just walked away it. without it. Well, well then, I've well, never seen anyone put it down on the floor. Well, it clearly you sense. forgot. Otherwise, you would have said, "Hey, where's my doggy?" No, bag? no. I always. I, I was testing. I was going to see because usually, if you got a doggy bag, especially when the, we're the last people in the place, we're leaving. Somebody says, "Hey, hey, yeah, hey, your bag." Well, or that's something. well, that's points off. That that's a fail. Actually, seasons fails on that. You can't yeah, charge totally. that much money and then fail on the doggy bag. Exactly. No. Now way. the other one. Now, was this, now a- the the. Our, I'll, let me just. I'm probably going to say it before you do. Our server. You know, we ordered some some nice uh, alcohol, and uh, there was. Um, yeah, she was not a sommelier. Um, and I and I, her presentation skills were. I mean, none, zero. Yeah, well, the sommelier, sommelier apparently wasn't working that night anyway, but we got good wine. The point is, though, I know in the last bottle, I didn't see the, I think they finished off the first bottle, but we had, a, we had three of us there, and we had a second bottle, and they left wine in the bottle. I was keeping tabs on it because it was like, you know, because they just, because when she was pouring her last round, she was pouring, 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 and she, and she could have poured it out. You know, and there was not a bunch of goo in there or anything, but she didn't. She left it in there for some reason. How and much, I how much do you think? Little... Like a, a glass, not a glass full. 
No, it was at least a, it was all, it was a good uh, it would have been a good half a glass full in it with a normal like a uh, small eight ounce glass. Maybe Why didn't four you ounces. grab that shit? Put that to your lips, boy. No, it just it wasn't that thirsty. Yeah. So uh, and I was waiting for him to do something. And the thing disappears, you know. So uh, I guess somebody needed a shot of wine in the back. Uh, but I thought that wasn't. But the service overall was good, except for the screw ups there. I thought that the food was uh, actually very tasty, generally speaking. Uh, there's a steakhouse with a variety of versions of different steak, and it's probably as good as any steakhouse, you know, except uh, I think there's a place in Berkeley that has the best steak in the Bay Area. And um, uh, I thought the I thought the place was a little, uh, I thought the atmosphere was a little funky for Four Seasons. I thought it wasn't uh, as ritzy. Yeah, yeah kind of like they didn't know what they want to be, if they want to be like a Ian Schrager type place or a classic four seasons vibe which i appreciate more honestly yeah uh, and yeah, uh, so it, it just seemed you know a marriott kind of thing and, <laughs> no uh, hold on a second no <laughs> the Mar- <laughs> no it was better than a marriott kind of thing i know the marriott <laughs> all right so anyway but the point is is that uh, i was looking at yelp and the yelpers they a lot of people liked it but most people cited the good service and the service was attentive she was very uh, we had yeah very a very nice uh, server she was uh she was right. extremely attentive and but weird you know like we all had to taste the champagne like what was i that? don't get that i mean what you, was the point of that i mean but you don't even do you even taste champagne the way you taste wine first no no you just pour it and you drink it right yeah especially when it's served by the glass uh, you know they should be tasting it back there. Oh, the, we, just, we didn't. We didn't buy a bottle. That wasn't our bottle. No, it was just a, a three glasses. I thought I got a refill. Well, if you got a refill, you, you checked it. They charge you for a second glass. I don't remember getting a John, refill. By the time I was signing the check, I was so plastered. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I'm a lightweight. You know I am. Yeah, it's amusing. So anyway, uh, overall, uh, you know, I would I, if you're in the if you're staying at the hotel, and you want to get a good steak. I think that's a good place to go. The meat's quite tasty. The one you had, the porterhouse, which was cheap, outstanding. Yeah, was it actually was quite delicious. Yeah. and the rest of the stuff was good. But there wasn't anything. There was no fault with the food. Um, I just thought that the place itself lacked a good it lacked a vibe. Uh, it also lacked customers. Yeah, that's what I think is one of the reasons. I, I think, well, maybe the place the place wasn't cheap, but uh, at the same time, uh, yeah, they didn't have – it wasn't a jump and joint. I, I would suspect that they're probably going to have to redesign the thing completely, and I think maybe its days as a steakhouse are numbered. Was the, uh, uh, was the wine that ex- – what was expensive because the bill was outrageous? I don't know. I didn't see the bill. The, the one bottle of wine was $120. Okay. Well, then it makes sense. And the other bottle was like eighty, so it's two hundred dollars. Oh, okay, of wine. all right, all right, then it makes sense. So, uh, but still, um, I would I say mean, va- value, value for cheap, money. No, we, but I would we, say value for money, even without the wine. No. Yeah, no. I mean, we 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 recommended places that are. I mean, compare that to the you know sub one hundred dollar total bill at Limon. That exactly. Place. I mean, that's. Value for the money, lively atmosphere, terrific food. You know, um, I would I would not recommend. This is the this kind of place anybody. that we were supposed to not go to anymore. Mm-hmm. But you had your friend in from Holland. This uh, Miriam, uh, right? 
she uh, who's just adorable. And so we had to, you wanted to show her off. So we went to <laughs> yeah, place. I did. I did. So um, we probably could have gone to someplace else. But anyway, whatever the case was, it's out so of the she way. hated the champagne, but I guess she was too uh, too polite to say anything. She saw this. She, I love the champagne. I that was the best champagne I've ever had. Really, it was Onrio. Because it was really smooth, and she said, "Oh no, no, no! I I don't. That's not. Doesn't taste like champagne. I guess she likes kind of the biting uh, taste." Well, she probably likes a chalkier style. Actually, Onrio, generally speaking, is or used to be a chalky style. I don't know. It was very Uh, smooth. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. I'm not a champagne drinker either. Well, she looks like the type who would be demanding Dom Perignon all the time. Yep, that's who. That's how I roll, Johnny boy. Yeah, well, that'll rack the bill up. Anyway, so uh... <laughs> I got, I got to tell you another funny thing because you know we had a very interesting conversation. In fact, I think didn't the evening end in an argument where yeah, I was, you were I was, arguing about I was quite loud politics. and vocal. <laughs> Surprised you didn't take a swing at her. <laughs> well, she well you know don't mess with my country. <laughs> I'm very defensive about my country, and it's and when people don't un so she's she, I think she even said this is how it started. He said, I don't understand America. You elect a black president, and everyone's like, yay, we're no longer racist. Oh, yippee, yippee, black president. But then you vote against gay marriage. And As that, if there's a connection. Yeah, and, the, and that, that was like, you know, it's almost like there was this huge switch in the middle of my forehead that said, pull here <laughs> to, to, to watch explosion. <laughs> Well, I mean, at least but that's the keeping... perception that she's intelligent. That's the perception outside our borders. That's how it's uh, presented. Yeah, we're seen as wacky. And by the way, it's as if the entire country has voted against gay marriage, which is not true. Right. I mean, Maine is is legal, and Massachusetts is a few places. I mean, yeah, there's, there's plenty of places, and, and yeah, more Iowa, come online all the time. And but again, this but they is... don't get that either. They don't get the the states' rights things. No, at and all. that the federal co- government is actually subservient to the states which you know, of course would we've all that, forgotten right if they would get that they would probably have a better shot at making the eu work exactly because they don't the eu doesn't you know they, they, they there's no acknowledgement of individual countries rights i mean they won't let the no, in swedes fact, in fact the lisbon treaty will remove the individual sovereign rights of each country right what are you going to say about the swedes well, the, the Swedes can't put certain labels on their jellies that indicating where they're from, because it you know it'll it'll, it'll it, violate some somehow EU insults thing. the Germans or something like that. Because uh, you know if I want to buy a, a jam made in Sweden because they grow some berry up there that I like, I can't. They won't be able to label it in such a way that I'll know it's from Sweden and not from God knows where. Uh, that kind of thing. You know, it's ridiculous. And that's, and they, you know, they're telling the French how to make cheese. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, you know what's going to, the end result is they're going to actually, at some point, the EU is going to ban the manufacture of Roquefort cheese, which is a very, is a slightly poisonous product. We, I think, Not we've, talk, harmful I, 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 to anybody, I think it, we've talked about this. Yeah, Roquefortium, which is the. So what is it? Is there some poison in there or something? Yeah, it's, it's you, you do enough research on it. If, if you don't make this stuff exactly right, you it can cause uh, – it's, it's not killing anybody, but it, it has a toxic quality to it. I mean, it's uh, – So we have, to, we have to get into Gitmo Nation, um, where uh, something very interesting happened this week uh, with Michael Savage.
uh, radio talk show host yeah. in uh, in the United States. And uh, you, you sent me a link to the show, which I didn't listen to, but I was listening to the BBC World Service yesterday morning, and they had an entire item about it, and uh, and even uh, an interview and soundbite with the um, uh, the Homeland Security Secretary, uh, Jackie, Wacky Jackie, Jackie Wacky Smith. Jackie. Uh, you want to lay into it? Yeah, go. No, why don't you, why don't you set it up? Oh, I thought you had a, a clip. No, no, <laughs> no, I wish I were that prepared, John. That would mean I had an agenda. So anyway, so what happened was uh, Wacky Jackie put out a list of 16 people that are going to be banned from the U.K. because they sim- simply don't like them. Now, remember, the last time someone was banned from the U.K. was Geert Wilders, uh, the Dutch politician who made the uh, anti-Islamic movie. And before that, it was Martha Stewart, who was not allowed into the United Kingdom because she was a convicted felon. So uh, they named Michael uh, Savage uh, with a, in a list of essential Nazis, Islamic murderers, a whole bunch of really horrible, creepy people, and then him, because uh, they they've thought his talk show, like the UK cares, was filled with hate speech or something like that. That is not compatible with the culture and the laws of the United Kingdom. Right. And so... Uh, he and no one's n- ever heard of this guy in the United Kingdom ever. <laughs> and why would he? Was he? Is he planning a trip? Did he file for a visa? No. It, they just put him on a freaking list for no reason. Somebody put him on the list, and this is what everybody wants to know: Why? Why? What the hell did he? Hold on, John. I got to blow my nose. Talk to the audience. So anyway, the question is, why would they put this guy on the list? Who put him on the list? Because she doesn't know who he is. She just, you know, had some stooge do it. I think it's because it's either, you know, the big beef that he's gotten into was with the uh, uh, that CAIR, the Council of Islamic or American Islamic Relations, which yeah, is a sorry. front organization for uh, God knows what. But they're pretty much, you know. Uh, a lot of there's just it's a sketchy group, and but they're you know they managed to uh, who's this C A I R the Council of American Islamic Relations, and they you know they hate a bunch of people they hate Michael Savage because he's always harping on you know Islamists. Ah, wait a minute. And they so hate so you're, telling me th- you're telling me this is why he was banned because of his anti-Islamic attitude? I think so. Wait a minute. And wait they, a minute. Wait a minute. This makes no sense. Isn't, and that, they, isn't that exactly just, who everyone's against? I'm just telling you what I think. <sighs> and they, you know, they, this care group is again. You know, they, they've they've tried to submarine uh, Daniel Pipes, who is a editorial writer, uh, quite talented, who uh, who has a ongoing feud with this group. And I think that they have their uh, fingers in a lot of pies. And I think obviously somewhere in the British Foreign Office, there's somebody, you know, that's uh, that had, you know, let's get rid of this guy. Let's give him the because Savage and Care had a lawsuit that was going back and forth over some uh, misuse of his uh, material. And and Savage ended up winning the lawsuit, even though it was costly to him uh, against Care. And I think this is payback. I think Care, you know, said, "Okay, you think you're hot shot? Let me show you something that, that'll crack you up." And so they somehow they got somebody in England. Obviously, I mean, it's a pretty big organization, well funded, and there's probably obviously somebody in the in the in the British Foreign Office uh, who just waltzed the name over to uh, Wacky Jackie, who is an obvious moron. <laughs> and here, this guy's got to be on this list, and 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 boom, she puts him on. 
And these guys are laughing. Ha ha, this is hilarious. Look what we did. And meanwhile, now, of course, you know, the English uh, are starting to listen to this guy because they never did before. There's a poll that was just taken by the Daily Mail. I think it said that, you know, only 20, 20. They said, well, should this guy be banned from England? And 80% of the readers said, no, he shouldn't. What well, Why? Who cares? And, and so now I think an investigation is is in order as to why this guy got on the list. Who well, did but, it? But, will I, person? but will I even be able to return to the United Kingdom? Will I be able to return to the United States? <laughs> I mean, this puts everybody in jeopardy. Yeah, it does. This is and and can this guy not be seen as a part of free press as you know just a little thing you might want to mention? Uh, as far as everybody's concerned, everybody except, of course, he harps on this. You know, everybody's interviewed him and talked about this on most of the networks. And the curious thing about it, which he brought up on one of his shows recently, his shows, by the way, are just now interviews with other people supporting him. So it's really boring. Yeah, boring. It's hard to yeah, listen to. Of but um, is the fact that Fox News will not cover the story. Really? Yeah, Fox News, the big conservative, you know, fair and balanced, blah, blah, blah. They won't cover it. And the, and the curious, and I don't know what, why, uh, but I, obviously somebody at Fox has got the same kind of uh, hard-on for this guy. And uh, they refuse to even touch it with a 10-foot pole. They won't let anybody talk about it. It's just strange. So very interesting, though, when you uh, when you think about who has been banned from the United Kingdom. So you have, And I'm not against any religion or any group of people for anything, except morons. I think we should kill all morons. Um, but you know, you hate have, speech. You have hatred against morons. So this is another thing that's in the news: is the hate speech uh, regulations. Have you been following any of that? Oh yeah, yeah. So what is it now? I, I, I didn't quite catch it. Pedophile pedophiles are protected under the hate speech act, but uh, veterans weren't. I mean, it, it was weird. Yeah, uh, they, they these things you know start going into things like hate speech, which is nebulous at best. It's uh, becomes a, a, a but what is wrong slip. with hate speech? What is wrong with hate well, speech? Well, I thought I think it's protected by the Constitution. Yes, it should in the United States. It it is protected by the Constitution. Yeah, I would think. I, I mean, hate but, you. But define yeah. Well, define hate define speech. hate. It's, so is that hate speech? No, I don't know. I mean, I get a lot of people to think I'm a, a crumb bum for, you know, you know, saying negative things about the Macintosh, and you go on a forum, there'd be some guy ranting and raving. That's hate speech. Yeah, we should sue him. Well, if you can get the hate speech thing to work, yeah. I mean, it sounds reasonable. This is going to be so messed up if, this, uh, if all this stuff passes. I mean, for one thing, it's a definition issue. I mean, what is hate what is speech? Hate? How, do you, you, how about you, criticism if, if of a movie? If you can define hate, then I guess you can define I love as well. I thought the new Star Trek movie sucked. Yeah. Oh, They're you're going, hey, you're going to jail. I mean, you know, what is hate speech? I mean, it's saying something sucks or you dislike something. I mean, I know what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be where somebody's just hit nothing but, you know, vile, invective. But even that is... Well, supposed, but is, define is, vile, is, vile is invective. Define it's, that. It's protected. Of course, it's protected. You're not now. You're not allowed to commit assault, uh, and I don't know where verbal assault falls into that category. Maybe uh, I don't know if it even exists. I don't know. I'm baffled myself. So, uh, and anyway, verbal so verbal abuse you can get jailed for if you verbally ab abuse your spouse. Yeah. So anyway, so with um, who you might savage, just hate. He's suing the British, or Jackie Smith in particular, for uh, libel. Well, oh, I think he has a case. Yeah, he does, particularly if he sues her in the U.K. Yeah, and he's got lawyers in the U.K. right now. Excellent. 
Excellent. So, so I think that would be uh, So uh, you think the U.K. is nutty in uh, Gitmo Nation West here. Uh, now, you've probably seen this if you watch Fox. I, that's, I saw Fox uh, talking about it. Uh, and, of course, uh, we'll put this in the show notes at uh, noagenda.mevio.com. The uh, domestic extremism lexicon. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, we had, we had to post that. <laughs> this is from <laughs> That's the, the thing that they, re- they redacted that, by the way, but, but it got onto the net. So, but this is the unredacted version, I think, right? I don't know. I don't know for sure. So it's from uh, Department of Han- Homeland Security, and it's a definition list from something called the, <laughs> the UFOUO. What does that stand for? Uh, there's a, there, it's, it's mentioned in there somewhere. I think maybe at the end of the document they tell you what that means. Let me look at the end of the. Oops. Let me look at the end of the document. And this is a great document. People have to download it. It'll be on the website. I don't. It's in there. Believe me, because I saw it. So anyway, it's uh, it's essentially it's a tool. It's a uh, a, <laughs> a reference aid is what you know. It's from time to time, uh, Department of Homeland Security releases these. Uh, you know, it's like uh, it's like part of the syllabus. You know, like like the educational system. Okay, here's some. Here's the new. Encyclopedia Britannica. This is the new official use only. It's unclassified, though. Official use only domestic extremism lexicon. And maybe I should just read the uh, a bit of the intro so you uh, so you get the gist of it. Uh, Homeland Security reference aids prepared by the Department of Homeland Security Office of Intelligence and, and Analysis. I've never heard of that office. Um, which is known as INA, provide baseline information on a variety of homeland security issues. This product is one in a series of reference aids designed to provide operational and intelligence advice and assistance to other elements of the Department of Homeland Security, as well as state, local, and regional fusion centers. Uh, My friend John, what's a fusion center? I have no idea. DHS and IA intends this background information to assist federal, state, local, and tribal homeland security and law enforcement officials in conducting analytic activities. This is frightening. This product provides definitions for key terms and phrases that often appear in DHS analysis that addresses the nature and scope of the threat that domestic, non-Islamic extremism poses to the United States. Yeah, it sounds like something from the 60s. Definitions were derived from a variety of open source materials and unclassified information, then further developed during facilitated workshops with DHS intelligence analysis knowledgeable about domestic non-Islamic extremism in the United States. Okay, uh, I fit in every single one of these categories. Yeah. <laughs> including the Black Panthers. <laughs> the Black Panthers. So uh, the second one right at the top is the alternative media, a term used to describe various information sources that provide a forum for interpretations of events and issues that differ radically from those presented in mass media products and outlets. Yeah, I mean, that's, can you that's be- an extremist threat to the United States, my friend. We, extremist. This program is now officially an extre- a non-Islamic extremist threat to the United States. I actually States. think we're mainstream. Ooh, I like that. We can fight it on that, can't we? 
We are mainstream. We got we got four hundred thousand uniques a month. This is more than most newspapers get. We have a lot of normal normal listeners. I mean, not everybody. We we don't have a cult. We don't have much except for our knighthoods and the squireships mm-hmm. and some of this crazy British stuff that we're doing for our our producers. But essentially, we're mainstream. So let's get over that part. So that doesn't count. Okay. Uh, denial of service attack is. Uh is listed here. That's just a, a reference. I thought it was interesting. I picked that up. Uh, green anarchism, hacktivism. I like this. The use yeah, of cyber. Hacktivism. The use this of is- cyber technologies to achieve a political end or technology-enabled political or social activism. Well, that's the Obama campaign right there. Hacktivism might include website defacements, denial of service attacks, hacking into the target's network to introduce malicious software, malware. Or information theft. Uh, I thought Jewish extremism was interesting. What's what's that? A movement you're, of groups. You're not on that list. No, no, I, I'm not on. <laughs> no, I'm not on this list. A movement. Which, of, where, where, wait, which one of these things do you think you are? Okay. Um, all right. Hold on. Let me just let me just go up to the top for a second. Hold on. So we already had uh, above ground. A term used to describe extremist groups or individuals who operate overtly and portray themselves as law-abiding. Yep, that would be me. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, you, you abide to the law? You damn extremist! <laughs> law-abiding. It's you. the number one. It's the, top, it's the top list. Okay, so here's the list. Everybody, and then, <laughs> and then I'll, we're going to categorize everybody. So it's above ground, alternative media... Uh, oh, uh, uh, anarchist extremism. I think I fit in the part of that. A movement of groups or individuals who associate a society devoid of government structure or ownership of individual property. Now, I don't feel that way, but many embrace some of the radical philosophical, philo- philosophical components of anti-capitalist, anti-globalization, communist, socialist, and other movements. So, if you're anti-global, you're an extremist. Yes. Yes. So if you're pro-American and anti-global, you're an extremist. Yeah. Well, you're a non-Islamic extremist. Yeah, that's what I mean. But you're, okay, I just wanted to get that straight for people out there to know. All right, so animal rights, no. Anti-abortion, no. Uh, Anti-immigration, no. Anti-technology, no. Aryan prison gang, well, not anymore. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The black bloc, no, black nationalism, black power, black separatism, Christian identity, Cuban independence, extremism, decentralized terrorist movement, denial of service, direct, what's direct action? Mm, No, uh, uh, environmental, no, oh, wait a minute, let me just see, if it says you're against global warming, maybe, you never know. No. Uh, Ethnic-based, extremist group, green, hacktivism, no. Hate, Jewish, leaderless resistance, left-wing, lone terrorist. An individual motivated by extremist ideology to commit acts of criminal violence independent of any larger terrorist organization. Mexican separatism, that's an interesting one. Oh, really, huh? Uh, militia movement, neo-Nazis, patriot movement. Uh-oh. A term yes. used by right-wing extremists to link their beliefs to those commonly associated with the American Revolution. The patriot movement primarily comprises violent anti-government groups such as militias and sovereign citizens. And then the, the only one that has artwork with it is the Phineas Priesthood. And they have a, a, a Phineas 
priesthood symbol. Uh, so they show, which is a P with a line through the middle. Yeah, of it. Why, I wonder why, why they, they did they put that. that like in there? code or something. Maybe the guy who did the report is in that group. It's kind of yeah, that's weird. So it's kind of creepy if you think about it. It's a Christian identity doctrine derived from the biblical story of Phineas, which adhe- which adherents interpret Jesus, which adherents interpret as justifying interracial killing. Followers of this belief system also have advocated martyrdom and violence against homosexuals, mixed race couples, and abortion providers. But why the why the logo is here? I don't understand. That's a uh, little freaky. It's odd. Yeah. Yes. Right wing extremism. Oh, we probably fit in that. A movement of right wing groups or individuals who can be broadly divided into those who are primarily hate oriented. <laughs> That's, That's not us. us. <laughs> Not us. And those who are mainly anti-government and reject federal authority in favor of state or local authority. Wait a minute. That's <laughs> almost 90% of the Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> oh. People who reject federal authority and prefer state authority are extremist radicals? No, anti-Islamic extremists. Get it right, will you? Jeez. Okay. That's our government at work. And, Trying uh, to criminalize everything. Uh, tax resistance movement. So all you tea baggers, groups or individuals who ve- vehemently believe. I love these words. Vehemently is it vehemently or vehemently? No, it's vehemently. Vehemently, which is like vigorous, I guess. Vehemently believe taxes violate their constitutional rights. Among their beliefs are that wages are not income. That paying income taxes is voluntary. And that the 16th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which allowed Congress to levy taxes on income, was not properly ratified. This is the IRS got to write something in here. Members have been known to advocate or engage in criminal activity and plot acts of violence and terrorism in an attempt to advance their extremist goals. They often target government entities such as the Internal Revenue Service and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Since when did explosives get added to the I ATF? was just going to ask you the same question. That's amazing. Any new jackets? So this alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives, that's the new moniker? Yeah. It, it used to be that the, one by us. Yeah, it used to be the ATF. Yeah. Now it's the ATFE. ATFE. They need, huh. they need new, well, maybe they just wanted a new wardrobe. Yeah, you know, man, we, we need some new jackets. Let's change our name. Violent anti-war extremism. Oh, you can't be anti-war, of course. A movement of groups or individuals who advocate or engage in criminal activity and plot acts of violence and terrorism in an attempt to voice their opposition to U.S. involvement in war-related activities. Jeez, Louise. Then we get a whole bunch of white nationalism, white power, white separatism, white supremacists, and that's it. How come they don't have any Chinese Tong gangs in there? It's like there's a, I mean, there's Chinese uh, gangs and, and what was just the mafia? Is it listed? No, of course not. Huh. That's Joe, Joe's buddies. I'm not going to put Joe's buddies on the list. Well, anyway, it's, just, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's um, abhorrent, this Love, document. Yeah, lovely word. That, and I think it describes it perfectly. Something we could have come up with, John, if you go to financialcrisiscards.com. Boy, yeah. boy, what a misser this was. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, that would have been so... Turn down your speakers. That I, they're, they're as low as they go. Turn, 
I can barely hear you now. Well, uh, one word, headphones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. all right. Um, yeah, if, if you're, and I actually have a deck of the, uh, the Iraqi playing yeah, cards. Yeah, I have a deck, too. Yeah. I couldn't resist. Did you get a lighter, too? No, I never got the lighter. Oh, I have a, a lighter where Wait. Saddam is on the lighter, and when you click the lighter, then he lights up like like the devil. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, I should dig that out. I have it somewhere in my... Yeah, post it. And I wanted to mention, since uh, we've been forgetting to do this, well, let me pull this open, uh, the No Agenda Forums at noagendaforums.com, is, uh, they're, they're trying to get something going there, and I, and I of course, highly appreciate it. And they have some kind of what do they have going? They had a uh, a news contest. Here we go. Uh, so I'll put a link in the show notes uh, to encourage posting in the Gitmo Nation news category. I'd like to announce the first ever No Agenda Forums Gitmo Nation news contest. So go check that out at uh, NoAgendaForums.com. There and are, we haven't thanked yeah. Bubba for a long time. Yeah, we haven't. Katie Martin, who uh, posts this uh, on both the cagematch.dvorak.org and on the uh, dvorak.org slash blog. And uh, I wouldn't mind if uh, one of our producers out there, uh, from time to time, if you guys would try some artwork for us, because uh, that kind of started to slip away as well. And, uh, you know, we're always looking for it. We always forget the show title. <laughs> We always wind up calling each other back. Oh, what we're we going to call the show, and based upon that is where we kind of search for artwork. But it's it's more fun when uh, when the audience comes up with the artwork, just like they've come up with a couple of jingles, uh, John. We are the knights of the no agenda, knights of the no agenda, knights of the no agenda, and we suck. <laughs> <laughs> and we suck. And we suck. <laughs> yeah, well. The Knights of No Agenda will be on that next list the government puts out. Oh, yeah. Just who is they? <laughs> Just who is they? It's cute. It is cute. That's quite good. You should keep that one. That's a keeper. I like the Knights of No Agenda, too. I'm keeping Well, we'll, we'll play that again when another knight arrives. Yes. We've only got three. We need, a, we need ten. And uh, we're going to phase two. So I want to remind people to go to Dvorak.org slash NA or NoAgendaLibrary.com and and donate uh, this week. Uh, keep things going. And we uh, appreciate the $1,500 donations or take out a subscription for 24 or $2 a month. That's uh, Dvorak.org slash NA. Or um, feel free to uh, make us some artwork, make us some jingles, promote us. Um, and, and I have to say, we're trying to keep these shows under 80 minutes, and people are like, oh, you're stupid, no one burns shows to CDs. I, That's I beg, not true. I beg to differ. Yeah, I, I do it all differ. the time. I do it, too. I love it. Now, I have one of those transmitters. Uh, in fact, I have the official Nokia um, charger, a car charger slash transmitter, which you... Um, which you plug in, and then you can set the frequency, and then you have a little transmitter. Now, these transmitters, I know what Nokia is thinking, but could you please put like a like some serious wattage in that shit? Because it never, ever works. There's always crackling, static, you know, it just doesn't work. I think it has to come through the antenna, so you have to, you have to get some gaffer's tape and glue <laughs> the phone to the roof of your car that, so it can hit <laughs> yeah. the antenna nearby. <laughs> Another good reason to have gaffer's tape with you. 
uh, or just uh, hook us up with some link love. You know, link to us. Tell yeah, we could use a few more uh, listeners. Inbound, yeah, uh, yeah, we could. The more, the merrier. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people have already bailed out. They say, ah, the show's too long, or they say we're begging for money too much, which is, re- which is not true because we only beg for a few minutes out of, you know, 80. And um, well, I mean, if people would rather hear audible commercials, I mean, I'm happy to, to go that route. You know, yeah, yeah, Audible and uh, half a dozen other things on and on. I, 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 I would really like to avoid that because I think there's a flow to this show that it would be – I mean, it could be interrupted with a commercial now and again. But I don't like the idea. If we don't have to, why would we? And public uh, support for a show like this or like, you know, you see it with PBS. It's and our lifeblood. It's lifeblood. You know, it's a it's a positive thing, and it makes people more involved, and they 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 listen with a with more intensity because they're producers. And look at the difference we're making. Look at this sixteen year old uh, producer from uh, from the UK. You know, kids catching on. He's not taking the crap that's being shoveled into his down his throat in school. You know, and, and this is and he okay. He turned one person onto us. That's one more. And it's not about not that we have any kind of agenda. And this guy, this you never know. This guy could one of our listeners could end up on a jury while you are on trial. Thank you very much. And the and fact they might is, save your ass. Yeah, could be saved because you know you said something bad about Monsanto, or you you're part of you know a, a verge an anti globalist movement. You're an anti globalist, and you're now uh, you know up for uh, being found out as a felon and they probably they make the anti-globalists uh, sex offenders uh, somehow oh, i mean that's the latest yeah. oh yeah that's, that's the trend there was an excellent article in the new york times john that i just wanted to uh, ask our listeners to go take a look at because um, you know while uh, our children are being uh, miseducated uh, we of course are um, are daily uh, are indoctrinated daily um, john broder wrote his article seeking to save the planet with a th- with a thesaurus, and uh, I just I'll read uh, the first couple of paragraphs. The problem with global warming, some environmentalists believes, is quote global warming. The term turns people off. Now we've talked about this because remember it went from global warming to climate change. Listen to what's next. The term turns people off, fostering images of shaggy-haired liberals, economic sacrifice, and complex scientific disputes according to extensive polling and focus group sessions conducted by Eco America, a nonprofit environmental marketing and messaging firm in Washington. This, this uh, is how the shit's being sold to you. Oh, yeah. Instead yeah. of grim warnings about global warming, the firm advises to talk about our deteriorating atmosphere, drop discussions of carbon dioxide, and bring up moving away from the dirty fuels of the past. Don't confuse people with cap and trade, use terms like cap and cash back or pollution reduction refund. I've got a hard on, John. This is wow, fantastic. Wow, this is good stuff. Po- now, this is good stuff. Pollution reduction refund. This, you'll, this will happen at the supermarket where you're used to getting cash back. You will be capping, cashing back, and on your receipt, you will be congratulated for money you gave to the pollution reduction refund Something, yeah, <laughs> right. When this you buy good. your when you buy your Monsanto products in your local, you have super, to get, send me a link to this. This is good stuff. Well, if you look at the show notes uh, in a minute, but this yeah. is what's going on and this kind of thing, and it's because you know 
You know, people, when you give your donation to Dvork.org slash Anna, you have to realize that both Adam and I are actually involved in the media in such a way that we know how this, some of these mechanisms work because we work with public relations companies all the time and, and, and they, and, and the kind of skills they have and how they do, you know, grassroots things how, that are How fake. they do it. And if, if you watch Mad Men, the fantastic series on TMC, which is a, uh, about the beginning, and I was in advertising for half of my life on Madison Avenue at the at the highest levels you will see how Madison Avenue sold so they sold cigarettes which you know neither here nor there but watch how they do it it's the script actually lays it out how these huge governmental policies were put in place by advertising agency agencies yeah well, the, actually, the, the the criminalization of marijuana was a public relations-oriented uh, thing, that, that largely done by the Hearst Corporation and others. In fact, next on our next show, I do want to talk about the uh, fact that Schwarzenegger says that maybe the debate on legalizing marijuana in California should be opened up. And I, I have a bunch of interesting information about that that I, I think we'll discuss on Sunday. Huh. So Sunday, I will uh, I will be back at home base. Uh, which means uh, I don't know if I'll have enough time to get sound clips and do a lot of show prep, but uh, we'll, I, we'll be kind of back to the normal time. I think I arrive around 2 or so, so uh, I should be in time. i got to recuperate a little bit, so maybe we'll do a little bit later on Sunday, John. Sure. But not too late. And uh, it'll just be good to be back at our normal times. Yeah, and then we can stream. Yeah. All right. So I'll uh, I'm going to go to the office and I'll stream this from the office and then I'll do the upload. And I have another interlude coming out this week, so people oh, who like to listen. Oh, to good. It. Yeah, I have paid zero attention to the stream, um, but I know people are still listening to it, so that is uh, highly appreciated. Coming to you from uh, an undisclosed crackpot command center in San Francisco. I'm Adam Curry, and from the Buzzkill bunker in Northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Sunday, right here on No Agenda.